So, welcome to the Old Mutual Podcast. It's a series of talks where we aim to inform and educate so that you know all of your options when it comes to managing your finances, your risk, and also the future wealth of yourself and your family and those around you. My name is Ian Fraser, and today the podcast is veering off its regular track a little bit. But stick with us. I promise it will all make sense in just a few minutes from now. Let's welcome our guest onto the podcast. Liesl Budrum is Head of Advice at Old Mutual Personal Finance. Liesl is incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to all things financial planning and growing your money. We like to hear that. So it's certainly a departure that today we will be talking, wait for it, diet. Yes, Liesl, diet. How do we how do we link the two together? First of all, welcome. Great to have you on the podcast. Thanks, Ian. It's lovely to be here. Let me start straight away by telling you that I am unfortunately no dieting expert. My expertise <laughs> is absolutely related to financial planning. But what we actually want to talk about today is uh, savings and financial planning and how closely it can relate to the same principles you apply when you diet and you look at eating right, exercising right, uh, the same discipline, um, the same long-term results and outcomes and planning. So so there's a very good analogy to draw between dieting fitness on the one hand and savings and financial planning on the other hand. Now, Liesl, you don't have to comment, but I, I have to say that we all know how difficult dieting is. And especially over this lockdown period, it's been really difficult and challenging. So uh, with that in mind, we all know that as South Africans, we're notoriously bad at saving money. That's a big problem in our in our country. I'd really like to know, where do we start with this? We've told ourselves a few times over the years that, uh, you know, we would save. We promise ourselves we'll save. We think about it, and then it kind of never happens. Let's, let's talk through this. Okay. So if I can rely on our dieting analogy, it really is all about consumption. When it comes to dieting, it's about how many calories you consume. When it comes to financial planning and saving, it's about how much you spend. Also, essentially, consumption. So if you consume too much, you are not going to be in a position where you've got control of your finances. I think it's important to start at the very basics to understand that the first step one needs to take towards making sure that you save, you've got your short-term and your long-term goals and plans in place, is starting with the budget to make sure that you've got a good grasp on how much money is coming in, how much money is going out, and exactly what is the money being spent on. What are you spending on necessities? What are you spending on luxuries? And where does your budget need adjustment? I think many people have an ostrich mentality where they don't keep track of those things mm. because it's scary when one mm. thinks about it. It's you don't scary. realize how much money you're spending on luxuries and how that is compromising your long-term financial outcomes. Um, I think it's important to face the facts and to start with the budget and to really sit down and, and look at the detail. I mean, it is outrageous to think that when you consider if you're spending, what, 38 rand uh, for a big cappuccino in the morning and you do that Monday to Friday, let's say there's 22 working days in a month, uh, you start to add that 38 rand up over a period of a year and suddenly you would have saved yourself a whack load of money at the end of 
uh, of one year. That's when you put it in context like that, and it all adds up. It does start to make a considerable difference to the bottom line of how much you've saved. Exactly, and I think it's important to understand if that's your choice right now to spend that money on a, on a cappuccino every day. Mm. What you are doing is choosing that over retiring at fifty five instead of sixty, for instance, or sixty instead of sixty five, or sending your child to university without having to use a student loan. So understand what that choice of that coffee means mm. in your long term financial planning. Although, having said that. I am very partial to my cappuccino in the morning. So it's also important to be realistic. You know, if you know you need that cappuccino, then look at other places in your budget where you can save and you can make up what is required. Don't be unrealistic and tell yourself you'll sacrifice your cappuccino when you know you actually do need that. So it's, it's really a good insight and planning in terms of what does the budget need to look like, but what are your lifestyle choices and needs as well? And be realistic in terms of your decisions. Mm. I've got so many questions. I'll save them for the end in terms of how we make these small adjustments, as you say, uh, to be able to save, because uh, there are some really good ones that I've heard over the years as well. Let's take an honest look though, right now at our budget. We, we're in tough times. Let's be honest about that. Uh, Most people are feeling the financial pinch when it comes to work. Not all work is booming. And we need to really figure out what we can comfortably cut back on. Now that we've already cut back, a lot of people are, are cutting back on a lot of things. So where to from here? I think, as per my first comment, it's important to just go right back to basics and make sure that your your spend is intentional. I think many people have had changes to their budgets, exactly as you say, Ian. You know, people have – suddenly you work from home. You don't have the petrol expense anymore. You don't have the wear and tear on your car expense anymore. In fact, I know some people have even reduced their uh, vehicle cover premiums because they don't travel as much. So various options to save. But if you're not intentional about how much are you saving, And where is that money now being spent? Are you buying more cappuccinos or chocolates or pizzas to cope with the work from home situation as opposed to what it was like when you used to pack your healthy lunch, take it into the office to save money and to have healthier food? Mm. So to be intentional, to understand how has the budget changed, there are very many people in the position where there's simply less money coming in and they need to adjust the expenses accordingly. So to understand what does it look like if you look at it in black and white, you can't do that type of planning in your head. It needs to be pen to paper or, you know, a spreadsheet or an app on your phone. There's a 22-7 app, which is fantastic in terms of tracking your expenditure and categorizing it for you. Um, if you want some electronic help or a financial advisor can also help you with that. So it's that's the first starting point. And then once you know where you are at, as far as that's concerned, to take it from there. The other thing, again, that I also want to mention that's important, similar to dieting. If you do fall off the wagon, if you do go out of boundaries with your spending, it's very important that you don't give up entirely. Falling off the wagon is inevitable. It is going to happen. Your financial career earning an income spans for 40 or 50 years. And it's important not to give up if you fall off the wagon. It's a long-term plan. It's a long-term goal. And it's those little daily habits that end up making a difference in the long run. We do see with dieting and with financial planning, people go off the rails and then they just give up entirely. And that's the worst thing that you can do. Yeah. I want to talk about using Excel and, as you mentioned, 22.7, one of the apps or one of the programs to be able to to really get down to the nitty gritty. But before I do that, 
I want to just mention, and, and you've alluded to it, that this budget is very much like a diet. It is a living, breathing thing. Uh, you know, a lot of people do a budget at the beginning of the year and they go, that's where we're going. And, and then they don't revise it until December when they go, oh, we didn't reach our goals. And in fact, we veered so far off, it's hopeless and they give up. So it's important, really, from my point of view, I've learned that it is a, a living, breathing thing that you need to go back to all the time. Such an important point. I completely agree with that. I think any part of your financial plan, be it your budget, be it your long-term plans, your retirement plans, be it your will, things change inevitably. Sometimes it doesn't change for three or four years. Sometimes it changes dramatically in the span of three or four months. So it's so important to at least every year, every second year, take an in-depth look at mm. your financial plans and make sure everything is still on track. Your budget definitely needs revision on an annual basis because you do have adjustments to your income and your expenditure. Yeah. You've got a child suddenly going to school, you to university, you've got a salary increase or a salary decrease. You change jobs, there's a bonus. So it's very important to continuously make sure that the way you spend your money is the best possible way for your lifestyle right now as well as for your plans for the future. Okay, let's talk about that. Uh, the tools that we can we can use to be able to plan for this savings. We want our savings to grow just like we want our weight to go down. Excel is a good place to start. Most people have access to it. We all uh, uh, have seen or heard of apps which help you with planning as well. Uh, talk us through those tools. And then once we've got them, what are we going to do with them? Okay, so let's just start first before I get into the tools, what I don't think people should be doing, not budgeting at all. As we said, the ostrich mentality is obviously the worst approach. Yep. Also telling yourself that it's easy and you can do it in your head. It is very easy, but there's a lot of detail in a budget that's very difficult to accurately track in your head. So the most important thing is to have it written down. And here it depends on your personal preference. Do you like a notebook? and a pencil or a pen and paper? Do you like Excel, which really makes it easier, usually than pen and paper? Or do you like an app that's going to do it for you? So an app like 227 can categorize your spend. It can tell you what are you spending on bills? What are you spending on groceries? So that you can see how trends shift over months. You spend more on groceries during the winter or more in summer so that you can understand your spending habits and the patterns. Because once you understand that, then you can start working with it. What I find, again, to get back to our dieting analogy, mm. is that Often it helps to have a coach. So if you work with a financial planner, you have somebody who can hold you accountable and you don't have to hold yourself accountable because it's easy to trick ourselves and fool ourselves and rationalize spending that's not within budget. If you've got an outside party who is looking after your best interest and will hold you accountable as an outsider, that is often really helpful to stay disciplined and to stick to the budget. Hmm. That's very, very good advice. Where do we look for these coaches? Financial advisors, they are licensed financial advisors. They need to have qualifications and experience to be able to practice as financial advisors. On the old mutual website, there's a button you can click called find an advisor that will help you locate an advisor that's close to you operating in the same area and that holds the necessary licensing to be able to, to help you with your financial planning. 
Because that really uh, was my next question is what if I'm a complete, uh, and I use this word respectfully, but a dummy when it comes to using Excel or or using an app. Uh, There might be somebody who's in their 50s or 60s or 70s who uh, is technologically challenged and uh, really doesn't know where to start. So that is a good place to go to the old mutual website, as you say, and find somebody who will be able to guide you through that because somebody will do that with you, wouldn't they? Absolutely. So the financial advisor will take stock of where you are in terms of income and expenditure, as well as assets liabilities, your personal balance sheet, if we can call it that. So Mm. to look at what have you accumulated, what are your plans and timelines, and how do you make the most of what you've got at your disposal? So the financial advisor can help you with that, the technicalities of it, the detail in the budget. But importantly, as I mentioned, is also even if you know all of that, people who are financially very knowledgeable and astute may simply lack the discipline to hold themselves accountable adequately. And that's where the financial advisor can also really help play a role. Final question before I let you go. I'm uh, using a scenario here where I'm midlife and I've never saved a cent. I really have no policies. I have nothing going for me in terms of my financial future. Uh, A lot of people would say it's useless to start saving now and doing a budget because really, you know, what am I going to get out of it? Do you have an answer to that? That's such a good question. And, and we hear that question all the time. And I think, again, if I can go back to our dieting analogy, if you've had bad eating habits your entire life and you've got a lot of weight to lose, it's never a good idea just to give up and to say, oh, well, you know, so be it. It's too late to do anything. If you yeah. are still alive, there is still time. It's always better to start earlier, but you can't start earlier than now. So the best thing is to start right now to do as much as you can with the time that you have at your disposal and to start your plan. And also, even if you start small, if you start late, usually the logic says, now you must start really big. You must start investing a lot of money per month because you've got so much less time to work with. But And then also that is discouraging to people. So then they just give up and they don't start at all. Mm. Even if you start very small, just start today. The sooner you start, the better with whatever you can afford to start with. All right, Liesl Budrum, that is such good advice. And you make it sound as easy as pie. So um, I think that uh, somebody should be perhaps looking into this. If you've never done it before, it might be a a call to action for you to to get started today. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks for taking the time. You've made the idea of saving and eating healthily as well (laughs) a lot less intimidating. Now, listen, if you'd like to find out more about growing your savings, as Liesl has spoken about, you can visit the Old Mutual website. Here's the website address. It's oldmutual.co.za. Again, oldmutual.co.za. Go and speak to an Old Mutual financial advisor about your options wherever you are and whatever stage of life you're in. Thanks for listening. Share this episode. You need to to do that for us. Get it out there. Get the message out there. Old Mutual is doing some wonderful work in making sure that you have some sound financial futures ahead of you. Uh, Someone might just find it useful. You can uh, also tag Old Mutual SA. That's at Old Mutual SA uh, on social media. It'll be great for us to be able to have that done for us. Thanks for listening. Mm